When was the last time that you engaged in an activity just for the fun of it? Something that wasn't attached to a purpose or practical or ticked off an item on your to-do list. Sometimes when I ask women solopreneurs this question, they just look at me and they have a hard time pulling up a recent memory that wasn't task-oriented, business-related, or at least connected to some form of personal improvement of some kind. Now, I know for many of us, especially in the entrepreneurial space, the answer may not surprise you if it's been a while. And if that's you, my hope is that after this episode, you will walk away recommitted to infusing some fun, play, and laughter into your life. Let's dive in into how to reframe play for a joyful living and radical results. Are you ready to scale your business in a way that's aligned with your soul and profitable? I'm Casey Rossi, a business and leadership coach. I've been a full-time entrepreneur for 30 years and love business. I help conscious leaders increase their impact and optimize their lives. Join me each week for tips and deep conversations on cultivating confidence, increasing your visibility, elevating your vibration, and leading with purpose without burning out. Let's go. Play is defined as an activity engaged in for enjoyment and recreation. When I first read that line, I was like, okay, I'm on board. That makes sense. And then I finished reading the sentence, especially by children. And I find it interesting that especially in children is a part of the Oxford language definition. So I'm just going to read that again as it is straight out of the dictionary. Play is defined as an activity engaged in for enjoyment and recreation, especially in children. I'm wondering who decided to add that little bit, that especially in children. I feel like many other false paradigms. Once we repeatedly consume definitions, they become a part of our inherent belief system, and play is no different. It was the Irish playwright George Bernard Shaw who said, We don't stop playing because we grow old. We grow old because we stop playing. And I agree with him. So what did you like to do as a kid when you went out to play? Take a minute and think about that. What was your favorite thing when you had playtime? What did you love to do? I remember building forts either of pillows and blankets inside or snow igloos in the winter outside. I could get lost for hours. I absolutely loved that adventure. And maybe that explains my current love of tiny houses. I don't know. Perhaps it's been so long since you've played that you've forgotten what it feels like. So to remind you, some of the characteristics of play are active, interactive, energetic, fun, adventurous, social. There is a sense of wonder and curiosity and awe. So why would play and its positive and engaging traits be reserved for only our youth? I bet if you were to survey your adult friends or even ask yourself and you really thought about it and was like, hey, who wants more fun, adventure, joy, activity, and energy? 
How many of us would raise our hands? My, my hand is raised. Uh, that was something that when I came into this year, 2022, I was like, I want more fun and fulfillment. So instead of just having one word for the year, I really wanted a sense of feelings and fun and fulfillment really came into my mind for this year. So it's appropriate that we are talking all about play for joyful living, but not only joyful living, because you are going to see how when you infiltrate play, you will actually have radical results. So it is an absolute win-win. Yet we don't bake play into our lives. And I continue to read in the Merriam-Webster dictionary that their definition of play is to move aimlessly about, trifle, to toy or fiddle around with something, to deal or behave frivolously or mockingly jest. So looking at play through that lens, it's easy to see why many of us feel that there is no perceived value in play, especially high achievers, right? We don't want to move aimlessly about. We want to, we don't have the time to fiddle around with something. You know, we're too professional or buttoned up to behave frivolously. We don't really have the time for anything that's frivolous. So it's really, really interesting. And looking at play through that lens, um, I just really feel like it's so easy to see why many of us feel that there is absolutely no time or value at all in play. So guess who said play is the highest form of research? Play is the highest form of research. Do you know? Brownie points if you know. Um, it is Albert Einstein. So Albert Einstein, as you probably know, is one of the greatest and most influential physicists of all time, known for his theory of relativity, which revolutionized our understanding of space, time, gravity, and the universe, right? Just to name a few. I actually saw that like some of his research even like invented paper towels. I don't know, it was kind of random. But the point is you can't get more noble or productive then revolutionizing our understanding of space, time, gravity, the universe, and this whole concept of play being the highest form of research came from this brilliant mind. I think that that's amazing. Something that we can really, really take note of and let that start to shift and reframe our definition of what play is. Looking at it from another angle, I'm always a big advocate of being mindful of nature and looking for life lessons that nature can reflect back to us. And when you look at nature, many of the species play. And I found a quote from Mandy Fisher, who's an assistant curator at the Brandywine Zoo in Delaware. And she says, there's some species where play is very important. So a lot of our primate species, for baby animals in particular, Play is how they learn some of those life skills that they'll need for hunting or for breeding behaviors or caring for young. It can all be done through play, end quote. Isn't that interesting? So play is needed to develop critical life skills. And I think we are no different. There's just been a stigma around play. So we've discarded the thought of it. There's some other cool research that really 
it should be front page news. Play has been shown to release endorphins, and science tells us that endorphins have many benefits on the body. So some of those benefits are reducing pain and discomfort, an improved mood, higher self-esteem, increased pleasure. Wow, I mean, can you believe that list? This can all be activated through play. Reduced pain and discomfort, better mood and self-esteem, increased pleasure. I feel confident in saying that we could all benefit from more endorphins in our life. Bring, bring them on, bring on the endorphins, right? So play has been shown to improve brain function, functions like thought, memory, motor skills, and hunger. And I have a question for you. How much time do you currently waste trying to remember where you put something? I mean, for me, sometimes I have post-it notes for my post-it notes. So can you relate to that? And what if play helped keep us sharp? It's kind of neat. Play has also been shown to stimulate creativity. And as entrepreneurs, we are always looking for that next burst of creativity for a new project, a new product, a collaboration. What if you could be your own regenerative supply of endless creativity by injecting more pleasure into your life? How about that for a prescription? Play helps us to prepare for the unexpected. So when I was thinking about that, I was like, oh, interesting. Yeah, because this takes me back to being in gym class and playing dodgeball, right? If that didn't keep me alert and agile. <laughs> so I'm curious, like for you, you know, when was a time where you played, whether it was in a sport or something else, where it just keeps you sharp, it keeps you alert, it keeps you expecting the unexpected, keeps you on your toes. Play helps us build social connections and maintain physical fitness. And how many apps, how many pills, how many products are out there that are promising the same? Yet play is simple, it's fun, it's free, it's always available. I don't know about you, but I am not seeing any downsides to play. I think what's necessary right now is reframing play. And I think in this reframe, and really anchoring in all of the positive benefits like we talked about as far as releasing endorphins, developing critical life skills. The fact that it's just super fun and keeps you on your toes and improves brain functions and stimulates creativity, those are all major perks as well. So I think this reframe is very powerful and play is not reserved just for kids. It is not a waste of time or frivolous. It's something that you choose to do. Here's another way to look at it. Play is a get to, not a got to. And I think that's why we often forget about it. We have lives so filled with obligations and got to's that it squeezes out any white space for our get to's. My question to you, my friend, is are you ready to release any shame that you may consciously or unconsciously have regarding play and pleasure. My invitation to you this week is to commit to one playful activity per day. I would love it if you would be curious like a child, stimulate a sense of wonder, like you are seeing life with brand new eyes. Be open to new perspectives. Get others involved if you'd like. Maybe your bestie, your partner, your pet. Play a game. Splash in the water, giggle, skip, lose track of time. 
this is your life. You get to architect it in a way that is going to light you up. And when you do, magic will happen. You will radiate a sense of joy and wonder. You will become magnetic and fulfilled. People will gravitate toward you because of your message, because it's a law, like begets like. And so many of us are craving ease and flow, joy, happiness, togetherness, energy, and love. Isn't this a fun assignment? I cannot wait to hear back from you. And I also want to say, I want to just interject here, if that inner critic whispers to you that this is silly and a waste of time, go back to the research, check out the show notes, and look at that research again to silence the noise. Because data is the perfect remedy for the monkey mind. Play very well could be our number one secret healing agent. It is at your disposal 24-7, so take advantage of it and have fun. I cannot wait to hear about your radical results. Until next time, my friend, breathe joy. I hope you enjoyed today's episode on how to reframe play for joyful living and radical results. If so, would you take a moment to leave me a review? It means a lot to me. You can head on over to lovethepodcast.com slash brilliance. And Robin Waite from Fearless Business from the United Kingdom says five stars. Amazing job, Casey. I'm a new listener, but hooked already. It's a fantastic podcast. And Casey is a brilliant and engaging host. Get downloading, people. Robin, I love it. Thank you so much for taking the time. It really does mean a lot to me. I feel like when we can have this regeneration and synergy of being able to share content with you and then you share back what you think about it or feel about it, I feel it's an opportunity to keep momentum and we can spark one another. So if you have a minute, I would love it if you could head on over to lovethepodcast.com slash brilliance and rate and review the show. Thank you so much, my friend. Until next week, breathe joy.